0: Standing on the platform of truth. Pioneer Health and Missions. What we're going to be talking about this morning is with respect to what the true movement of these last days is, according to the Bible, according to that which we have seen presented to us, and most importantly, what the foundation of our faith, of the people that are here today in the year 2020 there's so much going on around the world we see every day that we're getting closer and closer to jesus's second coming but in order for that second coming to take place god still has a work to do and the bible clearly presents to us who it is that will be finishing that work that is left to be done and it's important for all of us today to ensure that we are on a true foundation because uh, there are so many different movements within Christianity. There are, in fact, so many different movements within Seventh-day Adventism at large, be it in the World Church or outside of the World Church. We just see so many groups and people coming together, but yet there's still a question that needs to be answered. Who are those? that are what the Bible has prophesied that are going to be in these last days. And what is the foundation of their faith? What is the foundation that they stand on? Now, I don't know how it is in Norway, but uh, here in Canada we have a particular set of rules and regulations when you build a house. The winter gets really cold uh, where I am, so one of the prerequisites for Laying the foundation for the home that you're going to have is to make sure that that foundation is below what they call the frost line. And the frost line here is about a meter, a meter and a half underneath the ground. So your foundation in order to be structurally sound because of the cold weather needs to begin about three to four feet beneath the surface of the ground. And that is important because when winter comes, if the if If you're not below the frost level, what might end up happening is uh, your house, your entire house might move up or down or sideways because the foundation was impacted by the changing temperature and the freezing ground underneath. And when that takes place, you would end up with different cracks in the home. And at times, even uh, with uh, more serious damage than a, a simple crack. So what is essential for every home is that it is set on a foundation that is immovable. And you know what? The Bible talks um, in the same way of God's church. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, we've been told that God's people are to be a spiritual House, to be built up a spiritual house and in order for God's people to be built up a spiritual house they have to be set on a sure foundation so let us begin examining this foundation and more precisely what this foundation really stands for what it means and how we can determine what this foundation is today in the year 2020 uh, I'm going to invite you to start this study with me by opening to Matthew the 16th chapter And there we're going to read verses 16 to 18 and begin understanding more about what God's people, that spiritual house, is going to be built upon. And in Matthew 16, um, 16 to 18, the Bible says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Here Jesus is having a conversation with Peter. um, And he's asking him to let him know who it is that he thinks he is. And Peter replies and says, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus uh, answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And this is a very fundamental scripture passage in Scripture that um, we all need to understand what it truly means. The Bible here tells us that God's people, God's church, God's movement will be built upon a rock. And I think all of us remember that the Bible really gives us two examples of um, how you could build your house. Through a parable, Jesus shared that example and said that, you know what, you could, you could have your house built upon a rock, or you could have your house built upon sand. Now we know what happens when a storm comes to the house that was built upon sin. Everything crumbles and falls down, regardless of how beautiful or how good that house might have looked on the outside. The moment that storm comes, it sweeps the structure away. So Jesus here is telling us in Matthew 16 that his people, his church, will be built upon rock. It's not going to be built upon sin. And he also defined what this rock is. This rock, according to this passage that we just read and the words that Peter shared, is the Christ, the Son of the living God. So if any group of people or any movement in these last days is not set on the Christ who is the Son of the Living God then ultimately those religious movements are um, set upon sin spiritually speaking but the Bible does not end there the Bible reiterates that idea again in 1st Corinthians chapter 3 so let us go to 1st Corinthians chapter 3 and there look at verses 10 and 11 according to the grace of God which is given unto me As a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. And that's what we're talking about today. Foundation. What is the foundation? What is that movement? And how can we tell it apart from all other movements? And I would like to propose that we could tell it apart by examining the foundation of that movement. Just like... When you purchase a home, uh, I'm sure most of you have purchased a home. But here, when my wife and I came to purchase our home, we um, usually people I pay for an inspector to come and examine the house. You want to make sure that you examine the house, regardless of how good it looks. Maybe it has a beautiful color on the outside walls. Maybe the rooms are structured exactly as you think, uh, as you envision that they would be structured. But if that, if the foundation of that home is not strong enough, then buying that property, investing everything into that, that property would make no sense. And that's what we're doing today, this morning. We're examining the spiritual foundation uh, of God's people. Paul here continues and says, And another built it thereon upon that foundation. Because once you have the foundation, then you can begin building upwards. Right? We don't start with the roof. Going down, rather, we start with, with the foundation. Once you have a strong foundation, then you could build upon it and build and build until the whole house is complete. And he says, But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. This is what we see again over and over throughout the Bible God's people will be building upon. That foundation which is Jesus Christ and notice uh, I'd like to share uh, a couple of passages from the spirit of prophecy as well that touch upon that is exactly upon what we've read so far through these verses in the Bible she says in ct 61.3 the question that should come home to each of us is upon what foundation am i building and I want to ask this question in in a slightly different sense this morning to all of us. And I want us to examine the foundation of the movement that we are part of. What are we building? Who are we coming in unity of the faith with? Because it's a twofold question. It, it deals with me as an individual, because I need to ensure in my spiritual journey that I am building upon a true foundation. But in like manner, I need to make sure that I am part of a movement, of a church, that is also on a right foundation. This way, um, myself and every, uh, everybody else that is involved in this movement can truthfully work joining hands and continuing to building that house as uh, Paul just asked us to do in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. She says, We have the privilege of striving for immortal life, And it is of the greatest importance that we dig deep, removing all the rubbish, and build on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. He is the sure foundation, and Him alone is our salvation. And that is so crucial. It is crucial because if we are building upon anything else but Christ alone, when the storm and tempest comes, the structure will be swept away. In the desire of ages on page 599 starting at paragraph 3 she says to those who believe christ is the sure foundation these are they who fall upon the rock and are broken submission to christ and faith in him are here presented to fall upon the rock and to be broken is to give up our self-righteousness and to go to christ with the humility of a child repenting of our transgressions and believing in His forgiving love. And so also it is by faith and obedience that we build on Christ as our foundation. Without this connection, no man can be saved. Without the life of Christ in us, we cannot withstand the storms of temptation. Our eternal safety depends upon our building upon the sure foundation. Multitudes are today building upon foundations that have not been tested. And I believe that to be the case so much more today in the Christian world. People are building, yet they think that they're building on the right foundation, but they're not. And in a little bit we'll see why. Because if you think about it, um, every Christian, every Christian in this world claims to be building on that foundation, which is Christ. That is why we call ourselves Christians. But there's a difference. There's a difference between the different Christian movements. And when we examine that foundation, we'll see why. She says, When the rain falls and the tempest rages and the floods come, their house will fall, because it is not founded upon the eternal rock, the chief cornerstone, Christ Jesus. So with these thoughts in mind, let us now go back into the Bible and dig a little deeper just to understand one particular aspect of what it means to be building upon Christ. Is it just to claim His name or is there something more to it? In John the 14th chapter, and there in verse 6, Jesus um, said the following words, I am the way, the truth. And the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And what we want to, what we're going to examine this morning is one of those three aspects of who Jesus Christ is. Because it is an essential aspect, especially today for us to understand. Jesus is not only the life, but he's the way. Nobody cometh unto the Father but by him. But the Bible also tells us here that He's not just the way and the life, but He's also the truth. So to be building upon Christ means to be building upon truth. What is truth when we think of it? If we were to ask each other, what is it? truth? Is truth what I think truth is? Is truth maybe what you think it is how do we define what truth is or if you open the dictionary the definition given there is that truth is the property of being in accord with fact or reality so it doesn't matter what you and I think if something is not um, in accord with fact or reality it isn't truth But you know, the Bible gives us even a better definition of what truth is. So let us go to John 17 and be reminded of these uh, words that deal specifically with what truth is. John chapter 17. And there we're going to begin at verse 15 and go all the way uh, onto verse 19. Jesus is here praying to the Father. And He says, I pray not, that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They're not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And notice what he says in the next verse. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And this is the definition that the Word of God gives about itself. The Word of God is what defines that which is truth and that which is not. Continuing in verse 18 and 19, As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. So what we see here, brothers and sisters, is the fact that God's people, even back then, even even when Christ was here beginning to to form the true movement because the Israelites had gone, uh, the Jewish people, the Jewish economy as a whole, the Jewish church had not actually been building or was not set on a true foundation because they had rejected it. Even back then, Jesus in His prayer, that is the very last thing that He asks of the Father, brings to us. The importance of what truth is and how it is defined and then also in verse 19 which is crucial for us in these last days he tells us that it is only through truth that one can be sanctified and this is why we study the Bible and this is why we uh, teach others of what the Bible has revealed because whatever the Word of God has revealed Is actually what is going to transform our lives. Why? Because it is the purest definition of truth. So anything that is not in accordance with the Word of God is error. But not only that, because it is error, it is also not going to allow for you and I to be sanctified and that is crucial for us to understand. Now as the the Christian Uh, church began to be formed upon that which is truth about upon the Word of God Um, The Apostles begin to give us warnings with respect to certain things that were taking place back then and that were going to take place all throughout history and I think if they were to be here today and look at all the different denominations all the different groups and movements that claim to be on that sure foundation which is Jesus Christ have actually, majority of them, uh, except for the one true movement, gone completely astray. And Peter gave us a particular warning with respect to this in Second in Peter chapter 2, and there are the first three verses where he says that, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, Now, what is a heresy? A heresy is something that is contrary to truth. Heresy is what error is. And Peter says, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. So you you, you might be claiming to be building on a sure foundation. You might be claiming that that foundation is Jesus Christ. But in one way or another, because you're not presenting the truth of the Word of God, but rather error, you ultimately are denying the Lord that bought you with His own life. And Peter continues, because it's not only about those teachers that will come. They will do a marvelous work, even in the book of Revelation, when we see chapter 13 and what takes place in the last uh, in the last events that are to transparent this um, world's history the whole world the bible says wandered after the beast well the beast is a christian power and we tend to forget that at times the battle between truth and error in these last days is not between christians and unbelievers the main players in these last days are christians versus christians people who claim to be building upon Christ versus people who claim to be building upon Christ but one is set on a sure foundation and the other group is not but coming back here to what Peter was saying he says that though these teachers will arise he says many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of and through covetousness shall they with faint words, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their dam- damnation slumbereth, not. John repeats the same sentiment, in First John chapter four and there verse one. He says, "Beloved, believe not every spirit, but true. But excuse me, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world." Not just a few, not one or two or three. Many false prophets are gone out into the world. There's something important for us as God's people who strive to be or to have our feet set upon a sure foundation to realize in these last days. There's a very important lesson in the book of Jeremiah that deals with something that Israel had to go through. And it is to serve as a reminder um, for us today in jeremiah chapter 6 and there verse 16 we find the following experience recorded with respect to uh, the people of israel it says there thus saith the lord and he's not only he's giving us this as an example because he wants us to learn from that example and to follow this example today and that's why we are examining these passages he says thus saith the lord Stand ye in the ways, and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Brothers and sisters, what are these oath paths for us today? They extend all throughout the Bible. They go all the way back to the book of Genesis. But I want us to examine a particular old path that I believe the Lord is calling us back to stand on because it deals directly with a proper understanding of what a sure foundation for God's people in these last days really is what are these old paths today in twenty twenty that all of us need to ensure we are coming back to well in order to add to answer this question precisely we need to come back and understand something very fundamental and that is that the Bible in the book of Revelation gives us a a very short synopsis of the Christian Church it begins chapter 12 begins with the birth of Jesus goes on through the 1260 day period of when the church was going to be in the wilderness but ultimately by the end of Revelation 12 we come to a very important passage in verse 17 that defines to us the very last movement that was going to represent God in these last days. That was going to be the true movement that was set on a true and sure foundation that was based entirely upon truth because that's who Jesus Christ is. In verse 17, the Bible says, and the dragon was rough with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seat which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. What is this movement that is being spoken of? here? And most importantly, that is the most important question we today need to uh, answer. When was it Establish, brothers and sisters this verse here verse 17 in Revelation 12 is talking about the seven-day Adventist movement why why is it talking about them because when you reference everything else that is spoken of in the book of Revelation with respect to this movement they're not only keeping the commandments of God and having the testimony of Jesus they also have the faith of Jesus And they are a group of people that continues to give the three angels messages as it is presented in the book of Revelation, the 14th chapter. We know history testifies to us that all of these prerequisites, if you will, of this last day movement were fulfilled in the establishment of the Seventh-day Adventist movement. It was back then in the year, roughly around the year 1848 when the truth about the Sabbath was restored and the and and the Christian people back then of that movement embraced all of the commandments of God It was back then in the year in the early 1840s when the testimony of Jesus which the book of Revelation in the night in in, uh, chapter 19 tells us that is the spirit of prophecy through the prophetic gift that was given to Ellen White it is back then when the three angels messages were not only beginning to be given but continue to be given in it in their fullest. That is the movement that the Bible says is the last day movement. Unfortunately that movement has been or the name of that movement I should say because the movement has always been there. God has always had uh has always had people that held to that which is truth and we see it even throughout the 20th century people stood up for for that firm foundation for that which is truth though the majority left it but that seventh day adventist movement has lost its name unfortunately why because the seventh day adventist church today though it carries the name it does no longer hold to that faith that is spoken of here Revelation and why is that because that movement or that church today has departed from the foundation yes they still claim to be building upon Christ but what they're building upon is no longer truth anymore there are so many different examples of uh, the different erroneous teachings that have come in and the primary one being that Jesus is no longer uh, the Son of the Living God, as Peter um, deemed Him to be. And God is looking for people that will continue to be part of that movement that He established in the beginning of the, or in the middle of the uh, 19th century, in the middle of the 1800s. And what God established back then is that sure foundation. Why is it that sure foundation? Because it is built upon Christ, because it is built upon truth. Notice what we have been told by, through the testimony of Jesus, of which we just uh, read about in Revelation 12, 17. In a letter, in letter 232, she pens out the following words she says what influence but that of the deceiver could lead men at this stage of our history to work in an underhand powerful way to tear down the foundations of our faith she's talking about foundations here and that's what we've been talking about this morning the foundations which were laid at the beginning of our work by prayerful study of the word And by revelation remember what we define truth to be in in Revelation 7 uh, excuse me in John chapter 17 truth was what the Word of God and here we're told that the foundations which were laid at the beginning of that Seventh-day Adventist movement came as a result of prayerful study of the Word of God and by revelation of his spirit she continues upon these foundations We have been building for the last 50 years. Shall a new foundation be built up by men to whom God has not granted the special experience He has granted to the men who He ordained to establish the foundations of our faith? The men who are striving to build up this false foundation may suppose that they have found a new way and that they can lay a stronger foundation than that which has been laid. She's quoting here. But this is a great deception. Other foundation can no man lay than that which has been laid. Ellen White here is directly quoting the very verse that we read in the beginning of this presentation. To be building upon Christ and to have Christ as the rock of the church means to be building upon truth. And that truth, according to the testimony of Jesus, which Revelation 12 told us was to be part of God's very last day movement, was established in the first 50 years of that church. In another statement, she says the following words, we're to be established in the faith in the light of the truth given us in our early experience at that time one air after another passed in upon us ministers and doctors brought in new doctrines we would search the scriptures with much prayer and the Holy Spirit would bring the truth to our minds sometimes whole nights would be devoted to searching the scriptures And earnestly asking God for guidance. Companies of devoted men and women assembled for this purpose. The power of God would come upon me, and I was enabled clearly to define what is truth and what is error. Do you see this, brothers and sisters? Jesus himself, because it is the Spirit of Christ that the testimony of Jesus comes from. Ellen White was simply an instrument for that spirit was defining what is truth and what is error in the first 50 years of that church and not only so but not only did she define what is truth and what is error but they came to a complete revelation of the fundamental teachings of the Bible that were necessary in order for the three angels messages to be given and for the work To be finished she goes on in the next paragraph as the points of our faith were thus established our feet were placed upon a solid foundation we accepted the truth point by point under the demonstration of the Holy Spirit I would be taken off in vision and explanations of heavenly things and of the sanctuary so that we were placed where light was shining on us in clear, distinct rays. That is when that foundation for that last day church was established, the movement that Revelation 12, 17 speaks of. And in this last statement in the Review and Herald of 1905, she says something that we are, just as the Israelites of old, we're, we're thinking today, we're examining, we're trying to understand what could be or what are those old paths that the Lord is calling us back to? What is that sure foundation that we want to be building upon as the Bible has asked us to do? What is that? She says in the Rivian Herald. In the future. That is 1905. So she's speaking about things that are yet to come in the future. Though they had already faced so much of it throughout the years, as we read earlier. She says, In the future, deception of every kind is to arise. And we want solid ground for our feet. We want solid pillars for the building. Not one pin is to be removed from that which the Lord has established. Not one pin. The enemy will bring in false theories such as the doctrine that there is no sanctuary and I think we face that this is one of the points on which there will be a departing from the faith where shall we find safety unless it be in the truths that the Lord has been giving for the last 50 years brothers and sisters that is the foundation In fact, that is the only foundation that I as an individual and God's people collectively in these last days as a movement are to set their feet upon. That is the solid rock. That is that which we call truth. And Jesus Himself, through His own testimonies, has confirmed that for us so that none of us Need to come to any erroneous conclusions as to what the true last day movement is in these last days. If a movement, be it even a one true God movement, is not set upon that foundation, it isn't the true movement in these last days. If anything that anyone believes, though they might be non-Trinitarian, is not in line with the faith, with the truths that Christ Himself confirmed and taught His people in the first 50 years? They're not part of the true movement because Revelation 12 verse 17 specifically tells us which the last day movement is and that movement began over a century ago and that movement is the movement that will continue to do the work regardless of how many people might think that they're part of that movement. There are over 20 million Seventh-day Adventists who believe that are part of the movement but they're not part of that movement whatsoever and they're not part of that movement because they're contradicting the foundation that has been laid and in like manner there are many people who might not um, accept the doctrine of the trinity but yet all of their other ideas and theories are not in line with that which the lord has taught or revealed to his people which is plain Biblical truth, because it is only His Word that is truth. Sister White, commenting on uh, a verse that we're going to read now in the book of Revelation 14, reminds us that the answer to that question we asked when we examined the verse in in the book of Jeremiah, the 6th chapter, confirms for us, she confirms for us that the old paths that you and I today in the year 2020 need to return to are the paths or the teachings that were already established by the Seventh-day Adventist movement in the first 50 years of its um, establishment. In Revelation 14, 13, we find the following Promise and counsel given to us. We're so familiar with Revelation 14, 1 to twelve, but there's such an important verse in uh, following those first twelve verses that we are going to examine it now and then and then read a passage from the testimonies that deals with that in particular. And I heard a, vo- a voice from heaven saying unto me, "Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth." Yea, saith the Spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Though the pioneers of the Seventh-day Adventist movement might not be with us today, their works, according to Revelation 14, 13, are still to follow them. And if what we believe, what we teach, is not in line with those works, then we're not in line with the movement that revelation twelve seventeen has spoken of, notice what we find in the testimonies on this such vitally important point. She says, man will arise with interpretations of scripture just as as we were counselled by Peter and by John. The same thing history just seems to repeat itself over and over again. man will Arise with interpretations of Scripture, which are to them truth, but which are not truth. The truth for this time, and and, and these words are as applicable to us today as when she penned them in 1905. The truth for this time in 2020, God has given us as a foundation of our faith. He Himself has taught us what is truth. One will arise and still another with new light, with which contradicts the lie that God has given us under the demonstration of His Holy Spirit. A few are still alive who pass through the experience gained in the establishment of this truth. God has graciously spared their their lives to repeat and repeat till the close of their lives the experience through which they passed, even as did John the Apostle till the very close of his life. And the standard bearers who have fallen in death are to speak through the reprinting of their writings. I am instructed that thus their voices are to be heard, they are to bear their testimony as to what constitutes the truth for this time. She goes on to say. God has given me light regarding our periodicals. What is it? He has said that the dead are to speak. How? Their work shall follow them. She's quoting Revelation fourteen thirteen here. She continues, We are to repeat the words of the pioneers in our work, who knew what it cost to search for the truth as for hidden treasure, and who labored to lay the foundation of our work. They moved forward step by step under the influence of the Spirit of God. One by one, these pioneers are passing away. The word given me is, let that which these men have written in the past be reproduced. Brothers and sisters, it is essential for us as God's people, though we might think that we are with Jesus it is essential for us as individuals to examine what is the foundation of my personal faith and also am i coming in the unity of the faith with those who are to be in line with that which constitutes truth with the pillars with the foundation of the faith Of the movement presented in Revelation 12 17 because according to the Bible there isn't going to be any other movements upon the uh, in, in this world coming in these last days and if we're not part of that movement if we're not uniting with people who are part of that movement and who are building that movement who are building upon that sure foundation then, brothers and sisters, ultimately we're not building upon Christ and we're not building upon that which is truth. In closing, I would like to leave us with a thought that Ellen White left in another article in the Review and Herald, October 12, 1905. And on paragraph 22, she said the following words that are so applicable for you and I today and I would like to invite you to meditate upon these words and to take heed of what it says here take them to heart and examine yourselves examine what your faith is based upon what are you building upon are you truly building upon Jesus Christ are you have you truly recognized him as the way the truth and the life or could there be something there that does not line with that which constitute truth the word of god she says we have nothing to fear for the future except as we shall forget the way the lord has led us and his teaching in our past history people all throughout christianity people within Seventh-day Adventism, people within non-Trinitarian Seventh-day Adventism, by the masses, are forgetting His teaching in our past history. And that is detrimental because regardless of how good we think a building looks, regardless of how much we think we have built that building even if the building looks finished spiritually speaking if the foundation of that building is wrong if the foundation of that building is not Jesus Christ who is the truth if there's any sort of error within the foundation of that building when time and tempest comes that building that movement that group of people I as an individual Are going to be swept away. And as we behold the world around us, we see that we're getting closer and closer and closer to the second coming of Christ. And the Lord is bringing his people in the unity of the faith. But the enemy is also working actively to do everything he can to separate souls. From becoming part of that spiritual house to become part of that true movement the only movement that the Bible talks about in Revelation 17 and my prayer for all of us today and my petition to all of you is that you examine yourselves your faith and ensure that you're building upon that which is truth and Jesus Christ has told us that what was given to the Seventh day Adventist church through the writings of Ellen White, through the writings of the pioneers, you know, they were in complete agreement upon all the fundamental teachings of the Bible. Why were they in complete agreement? Because it was the same spirit that was leading them, inspiring them. We don't want to repeat the same mistake. That unfortunately we see in the the past, not only with the Israelites, but even with those people, particularly speaking of 1888. We want to make sure that we embrace everything that is truth as the way it has been given to us through the Bible. And continue pressing forward and building this spiritual house so we can usher the second coming of Jesus Christ. And and see Him face to face um, in a nearer future. I would invite you now to pray with me so that we can petition the lord to give us strength to make sure that he works upon our minds to ensure that we as individuals have indeed been building upon a true foundation and if there's something in my life if there's something in your life that needs to be considered addressed may the spirit of god move upon our hearts to completely understand that so that when storm and tempest comes We as individuals and as a group of believers are not going to be swept away, but we're going to stand true to Him through the crises that the world is going to face. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we're so thankful, Lord, that You have given us Your Word. Father, we pray and ask that You continue to guide our minds to make sure that we as individuals have indeed placed our feet upon solid ground. To be a follower of Jesus Christ means to be a follower of everything that He has revealed in your Word. To be a follower of Jesus Christ means to be a follower of truth. Lord, I pray for everyone that is here and for all of us that are listening. I pray for myself, for everybody uh, that is around us, our families. Father, please move by the power of your Spirit upon our hearts and Help us to examine our faith. Help us to examine whether our feet are placed on solid ground. Do we contradict that true movement that you established? Do we contradict the foundational teachings that were revealed and that were um, established in the first 50 years of the Seventh-day Adventist Church? Is there something in my understanding of the Bible that might not be in accordance with a true, thus saith the Lord. And if there is, Father, we pray and ask that you point us to that and you help us to come to a complete understanding. Father, we also pray that you help us to make sure that we are coming in the unity of the faith and helping others to set their feet on that same very foundation because if we're coming together and ignoring the foundation, if we're coming together and ignoring that which is truth, then, Lord, we're just repeating that what Babylon is doing. It is called ecumenism. And we know that the mixture of truth and error is nothing else but a symbol of Babylon. And as the book of Revelation tells us, you have asked us to come out of Babylon, come out of everything that is deemed error, everything that is not in line with thy word. Lord, we cannot but ask for your help because. The deceptions of the enemy are so deceitful and the only way for us to recognize truth from error is to be settled into Thy Word and to have Your Spirit guiding our minds into a proper understanding. And we ask for a double portion of Your Spirit today upon each and every one of us. Lord, we leave everything into Thy hands and we pray and ask all of this in the name of Your beloved Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Standing on the platform of truth Pioneer Health and Missions